Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. I'm the host. Each Money Making Conversation talk show, I'm the leading voice of entrepreneurship and entertainment. That's why I do these shows, to bring you information. My guests provide that information because I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. Now, it's important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That's what I try to break down on Money Making Conversation, that because your brand is different, the challenges you face in life are different, or where you may live in, your, in this country may be different. You may be married, you may be single, you may have kids, you may be in debt. So all these paths are different. So stop reading other people's success story and start writing your own. The only way you're going to write your own is to understand that you are unique. Yeah, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. But in the end, it all boils down to you. What's your plan? What's your dream? What's your goal? My guests on Money Making Conversations have that same passion and they share that information when we talk about their career, motivation, and what they are promoting how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. My next guest, she contacted us. Because her sister said, hey, contact Rashawn McDonald. He has money-making conversations. He's the man. Well, she did. My next guest is competing on the first season of the new Food Network show, Chop Sweets. Her dream is to provide pastries and chocolates, private chef services, catering, consulting, and teaching on a grander scale. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Executive Pastry Chef Amber Kroom. Hi. Thank to, you so much. I, I could mess up me. your intro, Amber. I had to had to slow it down. I can't do you that. Did. I had to slow it down. <laughs> you know, you coming on my show, you know, they'll edit that out. You know, they go they'll it's edit that out. It's definitely a mouthful. <laughs> Good. But you know, the thing I gotta I gotta, you know, give you what you've accomplished. And that's what this interview and what I do on Money Making Conversation, because I always tell people there are a lot of stars out there in this in the in the world of entrepreneurship, in the world of baking. Now, I'm a, I'm on the award winning baking, so I I always like you know get a little happy when I talk to other bakers and 
Because right. you're, you're like in a little club. Because, you know, I always tell people, I cannot watch TV. I cannot watch. I cannot listen <laughs> to music when I'm baking. Because one mistake, you, you it's done. It, it is. That's that's what's so what's so special about baking versus like savory. You know, I'm not knocking the savory. You know, chefs. You know, we love savory food, but definitely when you're baking, it's a science behind it. And you know, if you make one mistake, if you're like one teaspoon or tablespoon off of a cake or a souffle or something like that, you got to start all the way over. Like there is no. All right, well, let me see how I can fix this real quick. Now nah, you got to throw <laughs> it away and start all the way over. And sometimes that's like thirty minutes to an hour you know, worth the work that you've just put yourself behind. So, you know, baking definitely is something special um, for me as well as a lot of people. I love the science behind it. Well, I'm going to tell you, I, this, I, this is how I started baking. I was uh, executive producing and co-created the Steve Harvey talk show in Chicago and Steve Harvey in 2012. And Steve Harvey pranked me into baking. That's how I started. You know, what? Uh, this pranked me and said, and it basically daring me, I'd never baked in my life in front of a live studio audience he dared okay. me to bake a cake. Of course, I baked three cakes, and the rest is history, basically, uh, because I have a app with 80 different desserts called Perfect Bake, and uh, I'm a brand ambassador for that. That's how I started. How did you get started into the, into baking? Well, like most people um, who, you know, always says, you know, my mom is a great cook. You know, my mom really is. Um, she's an amazing cook. She's an amazing woman. And she was always in the kitchen, you know, having us try, like, all these different things. And I have to say, like, our house, especially for, like, Christmas Eve, because that's when we had our parties, was the house to go to because, you know, we're not having, like, a traditional food. She's doing duck and quail and, you know, oysters <laughs> and lamb. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That ain't and my house. Fried chicken. Right. You talking about ducks and quail. Exactly. And for somebody that, you know, grew up in the inner city of Birmingham, Alabama, I'm originally from the area of Pittsville. You're from the ham? You know, from the ham. I'm from the ham. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am from the ham. I have to represent my magic city. There you go. Um, but exactly being from that area, you don't think that, you know, necessarily these are the things you're going to be having. You know, we were having, you know, like chitlins and ham and turkey and, you know, all that black eyed peas and collards. And all those things are great. Please don't get it twisted. But, you know, she definitely, like, opened my eyes um, to this world that's out there. And I remember us going to... Um, San Antonio for one of her works trips, and this was I'm like I think like 11 or 12, and this is my first time t trying escargot. You know what it was, oh, you yeah. know, and uh, this, this was her. This was what she did in our lives is you know give us a, a different type of palate. So watching her in the kitchen like baking, you know, all these pound cakes, you know, for these events, and you know, all this it just it made me love it, and I fell in love with it then. Even though most of the time I just watched her, right. Right. You know, we like to reap the benefits of the labor. We don't want to actually want to do the labor. Um, but she's definitely what got me into it um, in the beginning. Well, this is awesome. This is awesome talking to you. Uh, now that I know you're from the ham, Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama, you know. Birmingham, and I do eat, I'm telling you, I do eat chitlins. I do eat black-eyed peas. I put my chitlins mm -hmm. over white rice. I also mm -hmm. eat escargot. I'm not a duck guy. I, you know, I tried it. You know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a dark side of the meat for me, and I kind of like. It's yeah, it's it's very gamey. It's it's prepared perfectly though. It's really good, but it is a little bit, you know, a little bit too fatty for me. So I don't just consume it. Like I wouldn't just necessarily pick it from a menu most of the time. You know, I'll eat it off of somebody else's plate. 
But right. you know, it serves its purpose. A really good duck oh, fat taco. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can get down with that. Well, you know, the whole thing about it—that's what the menu is all about. That's what—that's what being able to serve different people because everybody likes has a different uh, taste. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like Chinese food. A lot of people don't like. I know a lot of people don't like sushi, and I eat sushi. Right. I, I don't get too too sushi ish. You know, it's some stuff oh, you're not sushi. sashimi. You don't need the sashimi. <laughs> It's some stuff over there. I won't mess with it. Now, but you don't you don't like your fish straight out the ocean? No, no, just right on the plate. I'm a California roll guy. I, I and some tempura <laughs> shrimp roll. Your boy winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. Listen, I I can't knock that because that used to be me too. I was like, yeah, I never really liked the taste of raw fish. Period. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But like I said, certain places will make it, and I'll be like, I I, I can rock with that. I can. Awesome. But yeah, you know, stick with that tempura. Those crabs. You know, the imitation crab. <laughs> hey, 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 don't be shooting down my taste buds there. Hey. Imitation crab. Y'all know you. Cream cheese. <laughs> cream cheese and a little salty. I'm going to stop talking to you. I'm going to stop talking to you. See, that's what you have. That's just people that, I'm just trying to be old. I'm just opening my heart to you. Oh, uh, yeah, imitation no crab, huh? That's no you, huh? No I already said I don't eat duck, so you really kind of, I told you I eat chitlin'. <laughs> you go, oh, he's so country. I thought he was big time. Over. He don't want I'm country, yo. It's so funny because people talk to me and then it's like, well, you don't really have an accent. I'm like, no, not really until I talk about, number one, something I love, and then I start talking fast, and then that that, that thing in the back of your voice where you just can't help but say Alabama country, and you just start. And then I, like, talk to my friends and my family when I come back, you know, from seeing them. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend's like, I, I can't even understand you right now. Well, like, good. I, I don't even, well, I understand I don't you. My listeners will understand you, too. We're talking to Amber Kroom. She's competing in the first season of the new Food Network show, Chop Sweets. Tell us about that. First of all, tell us about the show. And second, tell us how you became, I guess, a contestant on the show. Okay. Oh, man. So, you know, Chop Sweets is an amazing endeavor for them because out of, I think, the 44 or the 45 seasons that Chop has been on, I think it started in like 2009. You know, that's, you know, 11 plus years of the show has been on. They've maybe done three or four episodes where they feature desserts. That's it. Right. Out of four. And so for them to say, okay, you know, there's a market out there. These, you know, these talented artists are out there and they need to be tested just like the savory chefs. Mm-hmm. And they decided to do this platform. They decided to, to give us a chance to kind of shine a little bit. And right. I'm grateful for it because, you know, as a chef who hasn't watched Chopped and sat there and thought, I know what I would do. Oh, why did I do that? That's nasty. I would have did da 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 You know, but <laughs> so you, you that's sit nasty. there and uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's, it's not. Well, it's, it's on you now. You it's it on is. you, Amber. Somebody gonna say that's nasty. She's stupid. Well, she nervous. Is she sweat? Yep. Why she put that together? Why you do that? Oh, he left that off the plate. I wouldn't have left that off the plate. How you gonna just leave that off the plate? It's like sitting right there. Are you gonna and, leave my vanilla you know, extract? <laughs> Who, who leaves that that extract? You can just dissect that thing. And, you know, as a chef, that's like a pinnacle for you. You know, you really want to get on that stage and really be, you know, tested and you want to shine. So, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to do it on a pastry platform is is simply amazing. And I got on the show because um, in 2016, I actually did the Holiday Baking Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was already, like, in my, my casting company's pool of like chefs. Okay. And so they, they contacted me and asked me if I wanted to audition 
um, or like put in my, you know, my information and stuff to actually be considered. Mm -hmm. And that was like a week. And the next week they call me and like, hey, can you get to New York in, in a week? I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not working, but sure. <laughs> like, yeah. So it that, that process was so fast, like super, super fast. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we need you here on on that day. Can you come? And I was like, yeah, why not? Let me just drop everything to New York and uh, uh, they, be a they, part of this inaugural season. I, you know, they've uh, people have contacted me uh, to be a, con- a, con- a contestant on these shows, and that's not what I do. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just a fun baker. You know, I you know, you tell me, you know, one of them judges tell me some of my stuff is dry on tape. It's gonna be a different conversation. Hurt. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna be, be hurt. It's, it's gonna be a different conversation. You know, you know, you <laughs> tell me I can't. T- all you know, I got I got fans. Everything I post gets liked. You know, everything I post goes viral. You know what I'm saying? See, I can't go on the show and somebody like, I don't sir, even know. We, what, we, what, sir, what, we cannot bleep out the entire episode. We can't. We can't do it. <laughs> see, see, certain people just can't get on the show. Like me, I would like they go, who booked him? See, I'd be getting executive producer fired. The little casting agent girl be over there crying. I don't know why we booked that dude. He was so nice on the phone. Well, I don't. It's I don't just, like her. It hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings. out there. I'll be taking. I'll be taking my little desserts to people. They be crying. Oh, I can't believe you baked for me. And I go on that TV show. Uh, sir, your your icing's dry, and your cupcake is uh, dry too. Uh, we, and you. And they pick it through with the with the fork. I hate when they do that. When yep, they when they, they when they do. like pull it like like they surgically like my stuff ain't ain't, t- ain't touchable no more. Be pulling yep. the pot right there. See that? <laughs> you I your cupcake dry. You know, your mama, your mama dry. You know, like you automatically want to just come back and like, like you know. But I had to, I had to call my mom. I was like, you know, I know you're gonna watch this show, and you're uh, a southern mom, so I want to apologize in advance, right, for my mouth. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't. I just want you to know, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, the thing about it is that first of all, I know why you're on the show. You got a great personality, and secondly, uh. You know, I, I want you to be a friend of the show because uh, I want to follow you. This is just one step. I always tell people, you know, a lot of people, they get on TV. Oh, this is my moment. Oh, I'm going to be discovered. I'm going to be famous. Well, yes and no. You know, yeah, it's, these are right. just steps. It's like you're going up a ladder. You know, you go. You just right. want to keep climbing and climbing. Nobody knows what that top step is, you know, because you always hear billionaires. They want to make more billions. So that means mm-hmm. that everybody's goal Keeps moving now. If you get to a point, you're like Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, he won a Super Bowl. He won. He won another Super Bowl. You know, Tom right. Brady, he won six. He won seven. So your goal yep. is going to always keep moving forward. And, and, and on your next step, I want to talk about some of those steps that that happened way in the past that are good steps okay. that got you to be this very personable girl from the ham that you ate yeah. duck, you ate escargot, uh, you know, quail <laughs> eggs, all that good stuff. All in the city of Birmingham. The ham. Magic City. We'll be back more with the executive pastry chef who starred in the new Food Network show Chop Sweets. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. On the phone today is a good friend of mine. I'm going to call him my friend. We had one good interview, we laughing, and, you know, doing uh, the mama jokes, all kind of good stuff on this song. And we talk about pastries and her appearance on the new Food Network show, Chop Sweets. Please welcome back to the call, Amber Chrome. Amber, now, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, you know, early in my stand-up comedy career, one of the things that I did on a regular basis was perform on cruise lines. 
I've performed on the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. I've performed on the Norwegian Cruise Line. And one of the things I loved was food. Food, food, mm-hmm. food. And one of the beauties was the pastries that they gave out there. Now, you performed on a six-star cruise line called the Silver Sea in 2011. Mm-hmm. How did that help your pastry career? Ah, oh, man, um, that that helped me in so many ways that is not necessarily just pastry, but just personally. On the pastry side of it, you know, this, this particular cruise line, you know, why I chose it is because it went around the world. Right. It, it went literally. It literally went around the entire world. And you know, I remember when I started in this industry, I sat down and I I said, okay, I'm gonna do this dream board thing. You know, I I'm, I'm just gonna do it. And I just sat there and I was like, okay, well, what in your wildest dreams? If money were never an option, if obstacles were never in your way, where would you want to go? What would you want to do? And I just created this board. And in my time with Silver Sea. I literally crossed off every single place I wanted to visit in the world. Wow. And yeah, it's like it, it just, when I look back at it, it was just, it was mind blowing um, to be able to have this opportunity. Uh, again, this little girl from Titusville, <laughs> this mm-hmm. little girl from Titusville mm-hmm. is, you know, sitting in the Mediterranean Sea, you know, right. making pastries, just, right. you know, sitting in Australia making pastries and, you know, the, the cruise line will test you because, you know, every night, like, you you know, you generally work six months. Um, when you're American, they only give you, like, six, four to six-month contracts. Right. Everybody else is, like, eight to nine. But it, this is an everyday thing, you know, and everybody's like, well, you didn't have a day off? Like, no, honey. Like, we worked every <laughs> single day, I know. I know. you know, for six for six months, mm-hmm. you know, and I was able, because the, the line I was on, our, our menus changed daily. So every day I was making a different type of cuisine pastry. So I'm learning how to make Indian. I'm learning how to make, you know, Asian influence. I'm learning English. I'm learning Irish. I'm learning all these different methods and all these different types of pastries Mm -hmm. that now when I make things, I I have a box to pull from where I'm not, you know, one dimensional in my creations. And that's, just that it teaches you time management it teaches you you know how to make quantity but not just quantity but actually making quality um things and you know it it tests you that whole no crying in the kitchen um yeah i mean i cried in the cooler a few times (laughs) (laughs) when it took a break Mm -hmm. when my french chef is yelling at me because i didn't know how to make a proper crepe Mm -hmm. and i remember one day they just had me standing at you know this eight eight ten top burner with ten pans where I'm making crepes for like five hours. Right. Boom, boom, right. boom. Right. Like, you know, and right. then I got amazing at it and now I'm, you know, a great crepe maker. But, you know, in that environment, you're either gonna thrive or you're gonna fail. Right. And that's your choice. Right. You know, that's your choice as to how you're gonna take this experience. It's not just about being able to travel the world. This place tested who I was and built me. You know, to where a lot of times I look in the kitchen now and, you know, a lot of people are so sensitive and so soft because you got to work like nine hours. I'm like, boo, I was 16 hours in the kitchen. Come on, let's go. Let's go. You know, you're younger than me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. And I feel like that being in that environment actually fostered that inside of me. It fostered my work ethic. It fostered you know, my creativity. And then on, you know, on top of all that, I'm getting to eat some amazing food. Absolutely. You know, I'm getting to go Absolutely. to these places and mm-hmm. get the authentic cuisine of these places. And 
it was amazing. Well, you know, you've told me a couple of stories here. Okay, you <laughs> you told me about your mom teaching you how to how to do uh, just watching her because you really watched and had this amazing uh, option to view her. Just having a diverse kitchen menu, and then we talked about right. the Silver Sea in 2011. Where did the education and the training come from? Well, originally I went to school in New Orleans. I went to the University of New Orleans, and I did naval architecture and marine engineering. So I was on a totally, <laughs> I was on a totally different path than what I'm on now. And um, when Hurricane Katrina happened, I was there, but I wasn't one of the people that actually evacuated. So I was there for four to five days during that entire ordeal. Like everything you saw on TV, that was what we were dealing with. Right. And I remember. Um, getting to Houston and staying the night and like sitting on the edge of my bed and just trying to figure out what happened, what just happened. Mm -hmm. And I got to Alabama and, um, nothing seemed right. And I really didn't know what to do. And I knew I didn't want to go back to New Orleans. I didn't, you know, want to pursue this career anymore. Um, while it was, you know, lucrative and, you know, I'm still creating, it wasn't making me happy. And I saw a lot of sadness. I saw a lot of death that happened, mm -hmm. you know, during Katrina. And I just realized that, you know, life is too short to not be doing what you love. And, you know, I had to sit there and say, well, what do I love? What could I do every day and not get paid for it? And I was like, well, I love eating and I love pastries and I want to pursue this. So I actually went to culinary school um, right. in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm at the culinary. And that is where I got like my formal education. Right. And that's where it all really started for me in 2010. Good. Well, it's uh was it's led to you uh, opening your own business called And for Desserts. That's a cool title. Yeah. And for desserts. And for dessert. Yeah. You know, exactly. Every every waiter or waitress always and for dessert you like? You know, they always ask you mm -hmm. that what do you want for dessert? You know, <laughs> off our menu. And you know, it's funny, that's exactly where that came from. That's exactly where it came from. I was on brainstorming with my friend one day. We were in the basement um of my church that I was going to at the time and I was like, you know what, I really want to open my own dessert restaurant. I don't want just, you know, a bakery. I want, you know, to be able to have, like, the things that I love in my favorite, which are appetizers, because I love appetizers. I love a good app. I really do. I could just eat, like, six, seven apps and, you know, call it a day. And then really good dessert and really good drink and really great ambiance. And she was like, well, what do you call it? I was like, I don't know, you know. And we started throwing stuff. I was like, you know, when you go there, like, one well, for dessert, you have this, like, style right there. And cool. for dessert. Cool. Now. Here's the thing. You've set me up for the show because you've shown me that, uh, you know, you have this little Southern background. You know, your mom kind of set the stage for you to be very open-minded. Then you went on this cruise line, and you uh, had had all these different styles, all these different, uh, you know, Indian, Chinese, all these different desserts. Now, you're on a dessert show that, you, that Food Network has launched, a competition show called Chop Sweets. Mm -hmm. Did it help you? Did your background help you? This, 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 especially the cruise line opportunity to help you and being able to provide. I know it's not the first competition show, but it is. It right. is kind of like the, uh, the, 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 what they say, the, 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 the top of the line. Mm -hmm. Chop, chop, mm -hmm. the chop is the top of the line. You know, you come in with the dark <laughs> light, dun, 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 You know. Yep. <laughs> you, you walk in there, you know they got they suited up. They know they they know they this this the Oscar of uh, the Emmy Award yeah. winning chop. This it, this it right here. Were you, you intimidated at all, Amber? Basically. Were you intimidated at all? Were you just ready? You know, you were ready to get fired up about this. 
You know, honestly, I thought I was going to be intimidated, but, you know, I had to have a coming Jesus meeting with myself before it started. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You've been through so much. You, you've been tested. You've been tried. This ain't nothing. You got this. Either you're going to win or you're going to lose. One right. of the two. Which right. one you want. You right. know what I mean? And mm. whatever you're going to do, go out there and leave it on the floor. Because Just those competition it. shows can be really nerve-wracking. You know, the way they do it, you got to do it. Little separate interviews and repeat what you already oh, have done. Are. You know, there's a lot of work. You got like you got like thirty people lo- just looking at you, and that's all they're paid to do is just stand there and look at you. Right. <laughs> like that in itself is like it's it's hard, and you got the cameras and you know certain places you can't walk. You know, like right. you know, and then they want you to you know actually engage with your people where you're trying to focus. But you know, I I was prepared for it. I was win or lose. You know, everything that I've done in my career prepare me for that moment. It really did, you know, cruise ship, teaching me how to manage my time, you know, checking the clock, making sure I'm, you know, I'm on point. It taught me how to, you know, actually do my menu, you know, okay, I can do this, 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 while I'm doing that, I'm gonna do that, while I'm doing that, I'm gonna do that, you know, you're multitasking. Um, and then it also, and you know, you, outside of the box. And you're a good talker too, so that really helps, you know, you have personality, <laughs> that really helps. So what's next for you, Amber Kroon? Um, you know, honestly, my next step um, after opening my place is I want to do my own show. I'm not going to speak too much on it, but oh, okay. you're going to you know, you know, you're talking you to one of the me. one of the biggest producers in television, Rashawn McDonald. And that's why we friends, Rashawn. You know that's why we friends. All right, there's Samantha. Okay. You know, look up here. Are, are you based in the Ham? Or are you someplace else? The Ham was where you came um, from. Um, as it's where I'm from, but I'm currently living in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, she up there, East Coast. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm up yeah. there a lot, being DC. So I'm coming to DC next month. This month, in fact, I got us to meet there. So maybe we can coordinate some things and 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 for sure. Because some things that you ran and that you talked about, I thought this would be a great television idea. So I like mm-hmm. to I'd like to connect that in your head because of the fact that you are a very very talented. Uh, artists, artists, as they say, I always tell people that, uh, you know, that, uh, food and it's just art that you eat. That's all I, it's just art that you look at. That's so pretty. Then you eat it, you know? Then yeah, you, exactly. You just eat it. And so, so you, 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 you can't tell us how it goes. When is this, when does the competition start? When does this start? When does the show airs? It, um, the first episode airs February 3rd at 10 PM, but my episode airs February 10th. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Because you know that's the one I want, the February 10th one. I, I know yeah. there's a lot of people out there I should be promoting, but I'm only going to promote you because you're my friend. You're from the Ham. Thank you're you. now living in Baltimore. <laughs> you know you've you've cruised the world. You 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 survived Hurricane Katrina. You you, you yeah. went to my city, Houston. That's why I'm from Houston. So I felt kind of a little a little something about you when you said you was in Houston, feeling bad on the edge yep. of a bed. I went, wow. Okay. Houston's not that bad, but I realized that those challenges that you face in life make you, they shape you and make you who the special person that you are. More importantly, they let you know that you can be inspired to to do great things for yourself. Thank you for coming on my show, Amber. And uh, February 10th, you know, they're going to hopefully send me a uh, banner so I can promote your appearance on the show. And I wish you good luck. And also know this is your home for anything you want to promote in the future, because you just told me my business, uh, I'm doing some great things down the line, Rashawn. I want to change the game and put my name yeah. in line for success. Please come back on one to make the conversation. Okay? Thank you. I appreciate you. We talk later. Again, Money Making Conversation can be heard on YouTube, Sirius XM, Syndicated Radio. More importantly, it's hosted by me, Rashawn McDonald.